Well, the Chiefs got the job done against the Crusaders over the weekend on Saturday night. Uh, I wouldn't say they did it comfortably, but they ended up winning by 10 points, 34-24. The man who, and they say a game is one up front, that's all about what happens in the forward pack and, of course, your halfback. Nick White is the coach of the forwards for the Chiefs. He joins us on the programme. G'day, Nick. G'day, how are you, mate? Good, thanks. Now, I understand what you're in Australia buying racehorses. Am I allowed to tell everyone that? I love that. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, we're just over here having a look at some weanlings uh, that maybe one day might be that might be good racehorses, hopefully. But, um, yeah, no, interesting interesting couple of days to be had. Mate, you, uh, if you find a good one, you let me know, all right? <laughs> I need, I've, I've got one that's a girl that's not very good, so I think I need a boy one that's really good. Yeah, there's a few of them wandering around uh, here. Are you, are, are you as good at picking racehorses as you are as picking a forward pack? Oh, no, nah, I'm still in the infancy of picking horses, that's for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, class myself as being very experienced at that yet, so uh, we'll soon see We'll soon see how, if we get any, if we get any, we'll see how they go in the yearling sales and see how good see how good I am. It might not, it could be a disaster. Mate, well, you're pretty good at picking front rows to play uh, Super Rugby, Skinny. Mate, um, a massive effort last night by the boys up front to get on top of the Crusaders pack, I reckon, by that last 40. Yeah, oh, we, we, I mean, you, you know what it's like, mate. You've, um, you've, got, to, you've got to get um, at least parity or, um, you know, um, stay in the fight with them for the whole time. Otherwise, you, uh, you pay the price. And... Um, the boys did a good job uh, last night. We certainly didn't uh, probably over, we didn't um, sort of. It was pretty even, that's for sure. Um, but our boys, I thought, especially in the scrum, did bloody well. They um, they worked hard, and uh, you know it allows you to get some get your back strikes uh, going well and get some front foot ball, and then they get around the corner and get into their work. So it makes a big difference. How difficult is it every week to pick your starting eight, eight when you do have such depth now? I mean, we were just saying Josh Lord didn't make the starting 23. Well, I think that's part of the reason why the team's going well, Watto, because, you know, everyone's everyone's available. Everyone's doing the job to the best that they can. So, um, you know, they put themselves in the picture every week and, you know, that, that's, what, that's part of the reason I think the team's going well, you know. So everyone's striving to get, to be a part of the action on the Saturday. Not everyone can, but generally on, we have a training on a Thursday and generally the guys that aren't playing aren't playing give our, uh, give our starters a bit of a touch-up. So um, a, lot, a lot of that, a lot of the on-field on Saturday comes back to the, the training during the week from the guys that are not playing. So they have a big part. If you're not playing, you've got a big part to play in the team, that's for sure. And it's funny how it works when you, you win in a few games, confidence is high, you don't have a lot of injuries and, and things just tend to roll, the bounce of the ball goes a little bit your way, a few ref scores here and there. It's like, it's a funny old game, isn't it, rugby? Sometimes it can be brutal, but um, in, in the same, you know, when you're on a roll, it can be it can be pretty rewarding as well. Yeah, yeah it is, mate. It's, uh, the old injuries seem to take the odd, maybe a, a week less time to get right and everyone wants, because everyone's keen to be a part of it and, uh you know, it's um, it, winning's a great, great for your team culture. You know, you, um, it's it does a lot, it does a lot for all sorts of things in rugby winning. So, um, and it's I know we got a, we got a, you know, still got a, a fair old chunk of the season to go. So there's a fair bit of work left on us yet, that's for sure. What is motivating Brody Retallick? Because he just seems to be going from strength from strength at this moment. It's almost a Brody Retallick of old. I mean, this is a guy who's what a hundred played odd tests for the All Blacks. Um, he has won a Super Rugby Championship before. What is motivating him so much? Why is he playing so well this year? Where's that passion coming from? 
Oh, I think he's just a, a competitor anyway. Like he hates, you know, you, you guys know what it's like. You just don't like to lose, and he's one of those guys too. And also, I mean, obviously it's a big year for those guys. They got to, you know, you got to play well. You can't just turn up at the other end of the year and think you're going to play well. You got to play well for the whole year. So, you know, get yourself in some form and get, you know, get conditioned. To, that top level rugby and and also um, the guys the other guys at lock too there's some bloody good locks there so if you don't play well you, you might not get picked so um, but at the end of the day he's just an ultimate competitor and just everything he does he wants to do well and um, you know and and do well for his teammates so he's fantastic fantastic guy to have in your team and especially and the and where all the where all the hard yards are done. Um, Skinny, you, you guys at the moment got a serious amount of depth, and you've produced some some awesome young talent. You know, so there's some new people uh, running around. Um, Cortez Radamo at halfback. You know, where, how how do you go? How do you how do you find these kids? Like, where what's the process to 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 find these kids and and, and get them up to that level? Oh, a lot of a lot of those boys have come through um, uh, the Chiefs under 18s when they've been at the at the school at the school level and then moved on to that um the under 20 the under 20 team so a lot of them have come through that system from you know when they're young um not all not all of them have been in there like i don't think you have to be in that system to make it either that's that's for sure sometimes if you're not in it you fight a bit harder and you get a few life skills you know you've got to go and get, do your trade or your university and you come out with a bit of boogie between your teeth and uh, your fights, but that's a lot of them have just come through those teams and um, so, you know, and just wanting you know wanting to play for the Chiefs and wanting to be a part of it. So the super coaches are they helping select those teams? Are they are they saying I like the look of this kid, or they're leaving it to other people to to develop them? Oh yeah, I suppose. I mean, they probably don't have um, you know we probably don't see them until they get to some of those training camps and stuff like that. So. Kent Curry, our um, high performance manager, and he, uh, you know, he's spent, and there's other guys there too. Spent a lot of in the regions. Spent a lot of time looking at these guys playing, playing club rugby and school rugby, and um, and getting them into these, um, you know, like camps and and these t- teams. And um, they it all comes from there, really. So I mean, at, at the end of the day, they pick themselves at the end of the day because they work hard and want to be there. Is it the policy of the Chiefs to pick from within the region? Is that part of building this brand? Is that part of establishing uh, that tribalism? And do you believe that is, clearly it is working, that you believe you've got enough talent in that Waikato, let's say Bay of Plenty, Taranaki region? Yeah, I think if if you definitely try and keep within your region to start with, that's for sure. If there's someone there that's, um, you know, that uh, is... That that's been there and, and worked their way through. We definitely try and go, definitely try and stay within the re- region. Obviously, if there's um, at times you've got to you've got to look outside, but um, there's been a, a big conscious uh, conscious effort to stick within that catchment area. And there's some when you look at the unions, the counties, the um, Waikato, Barapani, Taranaki, King Country, Kings Valley, all those you know like. It's um, you know there's some pretty good young kids and well not just young ones some older ones that are involved in all those provinces so we're pretty lucky to be able to pick from all those places. And well, mate, you're definitely doing something right because uh, sold out stadium last night. It's probably been the first time in a little while the Chiefs have had a, a sellout and um, the people turned up to watch and gee, they they got a they got a performance. Yeah, and it's good and it's if you want if you want um, 
you want the crowds to come and uh, watch, you've, you've, you've got to uh, you, one, you've got to you've got to win consistently and, and try and you know play some good rugby. So if you're going to spend, they've got to spend some hard-earned cash that they've worked their guts out all week to to spend and come and watch you. They need to you know they need to get something out of it when they do come to the stadium and have a have a look. And the guys, you know, spending time with the kids afterwards on the field, that's really important. That's all all those little things are part of it. It's not just as you know, Steve, it's not just the um, you know playing in the game, and that's a, it's, there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it. You've run through your Chiefs team, and it's easy to sort of talk about the Damien McKenzies and the Sam Canes, um, the Brodie Retallicks, but when you look at the progression that we've seen from the Chiefs, how much influence and has Samasoni Takiaho been? I mean, this guy, every time he seems to get the ball, he gets across the advantage line. You, you, you follow me, and we're going to go forward. Yeah, I mean he, he he's done he's done bloody well, Sonny. Um, you know he's he's it's taken him. He's been there five or six years now, and he's sort of um, I think just learnt, like played enough footy now, and sort of you know learnt learning more about the game and what he's got to do from week to week. He's you know he's he's got to be smart too when he carries the ball because if he gets too high, people I mean people are waiting for him. If he's too high, he'll get cleaned up. So he's you know if he gets his body height down, he's all that sort of stuff. He, he, he's even more effective and. And you're right, guys do climb off the back of him because once you get a bit of go forward or a bend in the line, um, you know, it's hard for the defence to get up and it gives guys, you know, it might give your wingers another two or three metres of space on the outside because because those guys have done their job up front like him. Um, Skinny, what, probably my biggest hate in rugby right now is um, scrum penalties that, uh, teams will will push push forward until they get, they won't even no one won't even throw the ball until there's a scrum advantage given to them and then they look to play rugby, and we can play for five or six phases off that and then we'll come back for the scrum penalty which was across the other side of the field you know I just you know does our game need a stoppage at every stoppage like we we there's a stoppage for a scrum and then there's going to be another stoppage because there's a penalty of every scrum like I you know do you, I just I find it frustrating and I don't think it's the entertainment that our fans and people turn up to watch the matches need no I think I think you just got to carry on mate like once the advantage you just you don't um and we really encourage our guys if we like not just from a scrum penalty but from any penalty it's just to have a crack you got to use it you know like um we don't want to slow the game down. We want to keep playing, and um, you know it's it's well to our advantage. I think if we keep playing and and not not have to come back and stop the game again and reset it. So um, yeah, I mean we we certainly um, we certainly don't want. I'll, I'll probably speak for all the the guys around the country. We don't want us be setting scrums every everybody taking five minutes to set three or four scrums. If you can, if it does go down, just carry on and play on. You know, like. Um, Yep. Unless there's a clear, clear advantage, you want to get a reward for that, but most of the time there's an opportunity just to keep playing. I'm a believer if there is a scrum penalty to be given that you can't take another scrum or you can't kick the ball out, you have to take a tap. I reckon that I reckon that is the way forward for our game. We have a contested scrum and if there's an issue with it, then it's a free kick that can't be reset, that has to be taken as a tap and, and we play on. But doesn't that allow a side sure. with... Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm sure that we can have that discussion. Uh, uh, look, Nick, um, is in the back of your mind going through the season now unbeaten? Is, is that part of it, or you just want to win the competition? And if you were to drop a game to the Brumbies along the way or whoever, um, as long as we win it? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you do want to win it. But I think, too, um, we want to, if we do end up getting 
to the later sta- stages of the competition, we want to be able to play at home. So, um, and then you, you've got total control. You know, you're not having to jump on a plane or a bus or sleep in a hotel. You, you stay at your own place, and then you control what happens. So, um, yep, it'll be great to go through unbeaten, and um, it'll be a good, good test. But um, you know, at the end of the day, long as if we can make sure we qualify. Um, firstly for the quarterfinals and make sure we're playing at home and then after that, whatever happens after that, that we put ourselves in a position to play at home the whole time. So that's probably the the big focus. Mate, you've got the you've got the Highlanders away, Reds at home, Hurricanes at home, Brumbies away and then the Force away. So mate, you're looking pretty good uh, at this stage together. Maybe that maybe that one to um, Canberra might be a bit of a tough one, uh, a quarterfinal as such. Yeah, 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 and I think um, even you think next week, um, you know, if the, the the old Hollanders they only need things a couple of things to click, and I think they'll be away. So I mean, I know things haven't been quite going their way, but um, you know, you go to a place like that and not quite switch on or think you're you're going to waltz in and and do the job, um, you know, come unstuck. So see, people get bullshitless of us uh, talking about the old week to week but at the end of the day it is you know you just got it you can't get if you get too far ahead of yourself you get cut down cut down and it'll punish it'll cost you somewhere else down the road so um so we just got to make sure and with the competition and the, uh competition within the squad um you know every time someone gets a crack they're going to make the most of it too so hopefully that brings out the best in all those guys Nick White, been an absolute privilege and a pleasure having you on the programme. Appreciate you taking time out of your day, mate. Congratulations on that victory over the Crusaders. And um, look, I hope you find that next Melbourne Cup winner. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Find me a fast one too, Skinny, please. A real fast one. Yeah, with you on the back of, oh, with you on the back I, of it, riding it. God, it, the, the poor thing would have to have bloody earplugs, wouldn't it? Oh. <laughs> I, I guarantee, I, I guarantee, Nick, there were points in a rugby game where you had this guy at halfback who you just wanted to turn around and say, shut the F up, mate. Well, you just kept on putting your head down and doing your job because you'd get the F off if you weren't, that's for sure. <laughs> at least you knew where you were going. <laughs> I, sh- I should have been a jockey, eh, skinny? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's still time left, mate. Yeah, yeah. All right, mate. Hey, hey, thanks, Nick. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you.